and welcome to NCT and I Presents Boobcast with Katie and Kiva. We're both NCT qualified breastfeeding counsellors with five children between us and wide ranging breastfeeding experiences. On this podcast, we'll be delving into some of the topics that come up most regularly when we talk to parents. This podcast is brought to you in association with NCT Northern Ireland and funded by the HSC Public Health Northern Ireland. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and find out more about our courses on the NCT website. Today we're going to be talking about myths of low milk supply and the impact that those myths can have on on the mother and the breastfeeding journey. You've been doing some reading about what we what's most commonly surrounding um, low milk supply. We've come up with quite a lot of the same topics when we talk to parents um, and low milk supply is one of those things that you know, as I'm sure you, you also see as the breastfeeding cancer comes up time and time again. And, you know, it is, it's natural that mothers would feel nervous that they don't have enough milk. And it is something that, you know, often is given as a reason for things um, going wrong with breastfeeding, but often it's, it's, it may not actually be the case. Very, very unlikely that a woman doesn't have any milk. One of the reasons that um, mothers might feel like um, their milk supply is very low, um, it could be that after the first couple of weeks, their breasts aren't very full. Is that something that you've come across as well? Yeah, the concern that your your breasts aren't aren't full enough, um, and the the myth that if you're not leaking, you aren't producing enough milk. You know that that comes up time and time again whenever we see on um, you know posts on Instagram or Facebook and um, whenever you have conversations with new mums especially they really are worried that they're not having they're not going through breast pads every five seconds and that leads into concerns what have you found happens if with the minute that that seed of doubt is planted in a mum's mind what what would they usually start to do what happens to them then once that initial doubt comes into their mind, I think that it's it's often that they start to look for, you know, ways of topping up. And what we what we know as breastfeeding counselors is that the as, as mothers as well who breastfeed breastfed that you need to feed, you need to stimulate the milk ducts to get the milk out. And when the milk isn't being stimulated, when it's not removed then the body thinks that the milk isn't needed anymore. So that, that will lead to low supply. But really in these kind of situations, what we find is that actually the baby needs to be fed more, not less from the breast. Completely. And sometimes it comes back to, to basics and reminding mums that of, of the mechanics of the way their, their breasts work to produce milk. Um, and that can really help to ease their concerns if they're you know if they have that concern that their their baby is nursing a lot which is always people pass comment on it that or is your baby getting enough why are they feeding again and the reality is is that baby is placing their order for your breasts to make milk for them and it's something that we should that we encourage you know the baby should be able to access breasts access their their milk whenever they want 
it is a real concern that whenever the basics isn't understood that the milk needs to be removed in order for more milk to be produced that milk supply like you said drops and you know you mentioned that uh, low milk supply is is a real thing but it can be increased have you found any ways in which it's achievable it's not going to be overwhelming for mums to increase their milk supply if they have that concern the thing that i would say first of all is just feed as much as possible skin to skin is really really effective oxytocin get the oxytocin running oxytocin is produced when you're relaxed and when you're happy and when you're just lying feeding your baby that will increase um, and that will really really help you to realize that you know your baby's feeding i mean the thing is about low milk supply is it, it is about feeding so as you said it's it's the removal placing the order for the milk and if the milk's being ordered the milk is going to be there and the other thing to remember is that the breasts are never empty they don't empty they don't you know you, don't, you can't just empty a breast and then it has no milk left continually produces it's it's your body running it's like, it's like breathing your breasts are there to produce milk and once your placenta has been has come away from your body that is the trigger for your milk producing and so the best thing that you can do is just get your baby on the breast and just just start letting them suckle and stimulate the, the nipple. What, what kind of advice would you give in that kind of situation? I think I would do the same. You know, it's really encouraging access to the breast, um, skin to skin, and reminding everyone, like you said, about oxytocin and how wonderful it is. The reality is, is that there are occasions where that isn't enough. The milk supply needs to be stimulated in other ways. If there is a... I suppose a concern if the baby maybe isn't gaining weight and that's led to a concern of low milk supply, then you might consider pumping. However, that can be detrimental in itself because if you don't see that output, the concern can um, lead you to to um, introduce some formula. And again, we know that if you re- remove that feed that could have been from the breast and offer formula, then your supply you're not getting that removal of milk so it's this vicious circle that mums can find themselves in and it just it can be so demoralizing for women so really encouraging mums and then you know drawing in their partners to really support them to um, increase their milk supply that way I think having that that support and not being undermined as you journey through these um these experiences and the emotions that come alongside breast breastfeeding and the um you know concerns that mums have very naturally um you need to have someone to champion you to to seek out further support that's true yeah before the introduction of formula is introduced if it's not something that the the breastfeeding mum wants to do I think it's also worth pointing out as well that if a mum is pumping to increase supply, that that should be an extra feed. It shouldn't be instead of. Yeah. Um, I think that's where a lot of issues with um, topping up come in, that mm. actually the, the, the expressing should be an extra feed to make your body produce an extra feed rather than it being an either or. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Because it's so easy to to see it as a replacement feed, but it yeah. absolutely, um, you kind of hit the nail on the head whenever you said that it should be an additional feed. It should be an additional 
remove all of the milk to to mm. stimulate more supply. What about supplements and things that you can eat and take that's supposed to increase supply? Well, this is something that we see a lot, especially in Facebook groups and things mm. like that. I mean, really, the the main point of it is is that if if you're happy to do any of these things, then they might help. But there's very, very little evidence to show that they will help. Mm -hmm. Um, There are very few situations where you would need to be stimulating the milk so much that you would need to be on cocktails of supplements and and different kinds of foods and things. Mm -hmm. And those situations would be very extreme. I mean, one thing that springs to mind is, you know, if a mother has had a breast reduction surgery. Mm -hmm. But that is something that then she would be discussing with her healthcare professionals as well and with um, breastfeeding cancers. And that would be a very specific situation. It's very, very unlikely that you would need to be taking, you know, fenugreek tablets or um, Mm -hmm. lactation cookies with oats, Mm -hmm. things like that. I'm not really sure on the reasons why mums think that they help, Mm -hmm. but there's very, very little evidence that they do. However, if you love lactation cookies, yeah. go ahead. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, an oat-based biscuit is always suggested as well. And if you want to enjoy that with a cup of tea while you're having that skin to skin and um, feeding your baby, then yeah, go on ahead. Um, especially a hobnob. A hobnob's always good with tea while you're breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anything like that will be completely <laughs> welcome. So if um, in your capacity as a breastfeeding counsellor, if a woman comes to you, how do we encourage mums? We've talked about skin to skin and removal of milk. What knowledge do we share with them? What information do we share? What's the signs of the baby's receiving enough? What would you encourage a mum to, to look at if they're feeling concerned about their physical supply? I mean, the one thing I would always say is you might not be able to see what's going in, but you can see what's coming out. Yeah. So, I mean, as parents, that's what we're doing. We're constantly, we're changing nappies over and over again, all day, every day, it feels like. <laughs> and if there is a good amount of poo and pee, mm. then you can be fairly rest assured that it's going in and it's coming back out. Yeah. If, it, if, you, if, if you can say plenty of wet nappies, a couple of dirty nappies per day, mm-hmm. then you probably don't have any issues. Yeah, with your actual supply. Yeah. What What would your... It's very much a case of input-output. The weight gain as well, you know, is, is something that is always um, tracked in the early days. So having a, a steady weight gain. So many mums really mark their own experience with, you know, what their friends are pumping, how many ounces they can pump how many ounces they gather while in their hacker and other silicone branded um attachments that is really popular nowadays i think there's just that deep-rooted concern as a mom we can talk from experience of um having more than one child that you know you you relax a bit more because you're more confident but whenever you're you're facing those early weeks and you've got this tiny human that's reliant on you. Find someone on Instagram that you follow and they're proudly showing their bags and bags of milk in the freezer. It's so difficult to 
not get concerned whenever you sit down and you're going to pump because you want your partner to do a feed for you know whatever reason and you get 10 millimeters or milliliters out and it's just heartbreaking yeah that's a really good point as well is that that pumping actually it's it's not an indication of how much milk you have pumping is an art expressing milk is it's a skill is it's it's a skill exactly yeah and it's it's something that you know is in society it's kind of expected that once you have a baby and you're breastfeeding oh you must express no you don't have to if you want to of course you can if you're making that decision if you're deciding that that's what you want to do you can't just sit down with a pump and hope that loads of milk will come out your baby is an expert removing milk from your breast because that's that's what they are meant to do. Yeah. That's what nature is intended for them to do. Nature is not intended that you put a bit of plastic on your boob and expect that loads of milk will come out. It will for some people, but it's not for it's it's not the way it goes for, yeah. for most people. Most people find that they'll need a little bit more stimulation and help with that, whether that's looking at your baby or you know, just finding a time when yeah. you feel more relaxed. There's there's plenty of, of ways that you can, of course stimulate a breast pump to mm-hmm. produce milk for you <laughs> from your breast because you've produced it it's, it's quite ingrained in society that that all women can do it and should do it yeah. and you know the reality is is that a pump that works for your friend will not work the same way for you and mm-hmm. if your body isn't used to having the milk removed that way you know, you're not going to get the leaders and leaders and it, it really is a skill. And and I think that's, again, it's something that really can negatively impact a, a woman's experience. And mm-hmm. um, it's just it's just so hard, isn't it? Whenever at the end of the day, women should be encouraged by society to just focus on themselves and their baby and be proud of what they can tangibly see which is the the output and their baby developing and gaining weight taking it slowly rather than this obsession of of quantifying what your baby's taking yeah we don't have any kind of education on it unless you have somebody in your family maybe a very close family member you probably don't know anything about breastfeeding We don't learn about it in school. We don't really talk about it as a society. We don't talk about it with our friends unless they've had babies. And even then, when you haven't had a baby, it seems very scary and it feels very removed from from normal life when it shouldn't be. And so things like when a baby's feeding really, really often, which is completely normal, which Mm -hmm. is just, that's what a baby is there to do. Yeah, They're they're there to get the milk. You know, they'll do it all day, every day because they need it. Because they're growing so fast. They're growing um, so fast and their stomachs are so tiny, especially in the um, early days that yeah. it's, and because breast milk, all the nutrients are taken from it, it passes through so quickly that they're going to find themselves being hungry again quicker than, you know, maybe uh, a baby that's getting infant formula. Yeah. I always feel as though it comes down to education like you said earlier, you know, going back to basics and 
encouraging mums, partners, family members to really understand and appreciate the mechanics of breastfeeding mm. um, and to not pass comment on, oh, your baby's feeding again. Oh, is he yeah. hungry again? It's like, yeah. well, yeah, are you going to pass comment if I'm hungry again, you know? Yeah. And that does lead to women thinking that they don't have enough milk because they're being told their baby's feeding too often, baby's feeding all the time. So they mustn't be getting any milk when actually it's the opposite. They're getting milk. That's why they're feeding more because they they need it. They want it. They know it's there. (laughs) And that is just, you know, babies go in phases, you know, they'll have these things, growth spurts, developmental changes. And they need, the only thing that they need is milk and cuddles and, you know, a bit of love, but um, lots of love. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the the one thing that they really need is to be fed so that Mm -hmm. they can be nourished. Yeah, yeah. And that is something that we don't really understand as a society. We we, we think it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So the, you know, the reality is that, like you said at the start, Kefa, that there's a small percentage of women that for medical reasons, um, underlying health conditions cannot produce enough milk to fully exclusively breastfeed their their infant, in which case then looking at alternatives, it's wonderful that they're out there. But the average mum, um, once they're educated, they can they can produce enough milk to for their baby and what their baby needs will be different from what another baby needs educating the mom building her up to feel in control of of herself and and her body and and what it's producing for the baby rather than looking and and being constantly undermined by everyone around her and it's always done in a not always it's mostly done in a, you know, in a caring way. Oh, your baby's, oh, you must be tired. Oh, your baby's feeding again. Oh, sure, can I, you know, do you not want me to take the baby and you can rest? You're very tired. Instead of just supporting that mum and building a nest for them to go and just be with that baby and really um, protecting the mother-baby relationship, especially in those early days while they're they're both getting to grips with that, that skill that is breastfeeding. Yeah. And also that something else that comes up fairly often as well is people saying that they fed their baby and then they had some express milk and mm. or formula and then they've given a bottle afterwards and the baby's taken the bottle. You know, that is that is an indication that the baby's still hungry. It's not an indication that they needed the bottle. If you wanted yeah. to give them the bottle, that's fine. But that's not an indication that you ran out of milk. Mm-hmm. That's an indication that they they probably just wanted to 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 be burped or they yeah. wanted sort of a bit of air. And then they wanted to go back and have another, have another go. Mm-hmm. And or also switch breast, maybe. It's easier for a baby to, to drink to get milk from a a bottle. You know, it takes them. It takes a bit more effort for them to get the milk going from the breast. Therefore, they'll they'll maybe take it a bit more readily from mm-hmm. a bottle because it's it's easier for them. Yeah. Although the other thing to to remember about a bottle is that. If you put something in a in a baby's mouth, they'll have they'll they'll do one of two things. They'll keep it there or they'll they'll sort of push push it out. And you know, they might not want to, they, they might not want to push it out. They might think, oh, 
this is easy. This, is, this has been plonked in my mind, so yeah. um, I might as well just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of sort of variables in that. And, you know, we're not saying at all that you shouldn't give your baby a bottle if you want to. And, um, you know, but it's it's about educating people and, and saying, you know, this is what actually what's normal. And, mm. you know, that these are the things that will happen with every single baby. A, a formula fed baby will also be hungry. Yeah. Will, we want to feed very often we'll also want to feed at night time yeah exactly and changing our perception of this baby rather than expecting them to to fit into a strict routine that is um maybe more expected in in society today rather than just allowing the mom and baby to sit and nurse all day long if that's what the baby wants and the mom's happy to do so but the low supply and the the myths and the concerns that really circle it need to be changed. You know, the, the reality of what's perceived as a low or what indicates a low milk supply needs to be changed. Your baby feeding a lot doesn't mean that you're not producing enough. It means that they're placing their order. Your, your baby not wanting to sleep anywhere but your arms is not an indication that they haven't been fed enough they're just doing what babies do they've been inside you for nine months and they've been cocooned inside your body and then they've been pushed out into the world where it's cold and bright and people are you know putting their faces in their faces and you know touching them and so many things that are happening for the first time Mm. and it is natural even as adults, we have that, you know, we, we need to have that time away from other people or, you know, we need to sort of personal space. Yeah. Um, it's natural that a baby who has just been cocooned inside its mother then wants that cuddle, that, you know, just, just to be wrapped around its mother, mm. you know, most of the time, mm-hmm. not just when it feels anxious or, you know, stressed or with other things going on. Um, but most of the time, and then it, gradually stops happening yeah you know we both have older children who don't want to be held that much anymore (laughs) completely and it just always comes back to education and the reality and expectations people have of babies and everyone has an opinion everyone's going to share that opinion whether it's welcomed or not new mums need to be ring fenced from that sort of negativity until they feel confident yeah with what they're doing taking away this need to compare yourself and just you know get your blinkers on and focus on you and your baby um instead of always looking outwards so if if you met a new mum and they were concerned you know where would you talking about support where would you go for them to get reassurance what I would say is first is is just to make sure that they are making sure to feed the baby often mm-hmm. enough. And I know that sounds like, you know, really basic, but I know myself when I had a newborn, I felt like I needed to, you know, go out for walks and go and yeah. go to classes and things like that. Yeah. And actually that's not what my baby needed. Yeah. I felt like that's what I needed, but I was doing it because I felt like it was something I should do, not something I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I I do think that that led to, you know, feeding slightly less Mm. the first few days and people visiting and things like that. I I think it's important to make sure that you're giving yourself time 
not to say that you shouldn't have visitors if somebody's going to come and make you a cup of tea yeah you just sit down even if they hold a baby if, if you say you want to shower yeah and you know they say I'll hold the baby for 10 minutes while you go and have a quick shower that's quite nice mm-hmm. um, but they don't need to be offering to feed the baby because you can do that yeah if they will allow you to sit on the sofa then of course guests are wonderful because then maybe they'll do the washing up um in fact if you go to a new mother's house please do the washing up if you you have a cup of tea in her house you should be making it and cleaning everything after you um yeah I would be saying that first Mm -hmm. but after that I would just be saying if you can connect with other mums who are also breastfeeding who you know who want to find out what's normal and things like that um you know conversations with other mums are so valuable Mm. if if you're worried about sleep you know oh my baby's been up you know every hour every two hours in the night and another mum says oh mine too then suddenly you've got that reassurance that actually it's not your baby that's broken yeah nobody's broken but yeah it's broken you have no sleep but um you know if it's normal that is that is what's happening so it's about reassessing what's normal, what's, um, you know, what's common for newborns and the experience of mums. And, um, you know, with low milk supply, it feels as though the concern really starts with a seed of doubt. For whatever reason, whether it, it is that the mum's breasts aren't feeling firm and they're not leaking all the time. Or it could be because someone who has no knowledge and experience of breastfed babies past comment that they're feeding again. It feels as though from our experience, from what we have read, average mum's concern about low milk supply is started. It's like a catalyst that kicks off from this small seed rather than it being a genuine concern. Mm. Now, there are occasions where absolutely there's cause for concern. And that might be if, if the baby's weight gain is very slow, doesn't gain for a while, then yes. But there's usually other things going on that cause that rather than the milk supply. Mm. I feel as though what we're wanting to convey in this conversation is that the average mum and the average newborn going back to basics and understanding milk production and that it needs to be removed to be created yeah the baseline for the beginning of support to help mums overcome that um that concern that they have yeah and that is something that we really try to convey in our antenatal classes because often that is the first time that parents are coming into contact with real breastfeeding information mm-hmm. they've had before is is often things they've got from tv maybe friends have made comments and things like that and so it is the first time that we're really talking about breastfeeding properly mm-hmm. and, and what it means for parents you know you mentioned support earlier mm-hmm. you know the support of the partner is is just as important as the mother breastfeeding because yeah. she needs somebody to champion her and well if it's not a partner somebody else yeah. who will say you're doing a great job mm-hmm. yeah i i always akin the that whether it's the partner or a close 
a family member or, or friend, someone that's going to be there in the early days as the gatekeeper, the first line of defense whenever mm-hmm. it comes to protecting that mother baby breastfeeding. They need to be the ones that bat away any naysayers and yeah. they're the ones that are going to jump to the defense if if they hear of anyone set, you know, passing comment on their baby feeding again. Okay. Educating the partner, family member to be aware of these things and be aware that the the, the breastfeeding mum is gonna naturally have these concerns. Exactly. Yeah. So where do you think a mum can go for support then? I think a supportive partner. They need to be informed of, you know, there's so many great free helplines. The, you know, NCT, we have our helpline that, that runs from 8am to midnight um, every day of the year. And it's run by, you know, breastfeeding counsellors who are there just to listen sometimes. That's what you need. So I would really encourage women to, to seek out support that way. There's local drop-ins that are happening in the current climate. A lot of them are online. Again, as NCT breastfeeding counsellors we have one and there are there are some wonderful resources um on social media there's some brilliant lactation consultants that have pages needing access help there's local breastfeeding support in the very early days go back to your midwives ask your health visitor but i would encourage women to seek out those that are formally specially trained in offering breastfeeding support because sadly or healthcare professionals, maybe they don't have the time to offer and they also don't always have up-to-date knowledge. It's quite specialised training um, for breastfeeding and a lot of people just don't really realise that. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, there's just there, there are loads of resources, Instagram and Facebook, there are you know, any number of breastfeeding counsellors and IBCLCs and groups and things like that that can offer support it's just about finding the one that works for you Mm -hmm. loads of them they just have different vibes find find something that suits you and that's it exactly it's like finding the right rhythm with breastfeeding if you want a pump finding the right pump it's really about customizing the support customizing what's going to help you and also being confident in what you want and then telling people that exactly yeah giving yourself permission to say no that's not helpful that that isn't going to work for me this is what I want and that starts with knowledge and being armed with the right information to begin with that's right totally agree with that (laughs) find your tribe yeah completely there's a reason why that you know saying that everyone keeps hearing it takes a village to, to raise a child, it takes a village to breastfeed a child, to facilitate a mom breastfeeding her child. Maybe that's that's what we should be going with. You've been listening to NCT and I presents Boobcast with Katie and Kiva. Join us next time for more breastfeeding chat. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and find out more about our courses on the NCT website. See you again soon.